Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to the Crosswinds Unleashed podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to listen to us. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Um, We hope that our podcast is both instructive and fun. I'm Craig Cooper. I'm the host of the podcast and lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church. As I do every time we have a podcast, I'm going to give a shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. And as I like to say, because it's true, all things that go well is because of Elijah. If anything goes wrong, blame me. And you can uh, blame me by going to www.blameme. And uh, you can you can do that, and that will work really, really well. I'm excited about the guests I have here. Uh, many of you are familiar with them, especially if you're a part of Crosswinds. I have... Brian Soler, who's our family life pastor here at Crosswinds. Brian, great to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me, Craig. I'm sorry, you said www.blameme. Was that a com or was that an org? I, I believe it's org. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, because we've had that for a while. So I'm thinking... Craig, I just want to say, you know, you you do a fantastic job hosting this. And so you you throw yourself under the bus there with that little comment about all things good. Elijah, that's not true. <laughs> You're making it good. Thank you. I think Elijah's going to mute your mic, you know, <laughs> show, you, show you the power of the producer. And then I have uh, Betty. Uh, she is our executive pastor and also director of the, um, I guess would say director. Is that right? Director of uh, um, CR? Yes. I, get, I think you'd say it's just one of the leaders of many and grateful to be a part of that ministry and a part of this podcast today. And so I'm excited to have them with us. We, we have a topic that we're going to be discussing over the next uh, two episodes on parenting. And, and so we're going to take a little bit of time and go around the room and talk about our experience in parenting. Like, where are we in this parenting paradigm? And so, Brian, start us out because you definitely have the, the, the most experience in this. 100%, Craig. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've been a parent for, gosh, about 1,500 days. Uh, my son and only son, uh, my wife, Becca, uh, is, her name is Charlie, and uh, he's about four and a half now. So that's my parenting experience. Uh, I've been in student ministry for well over 10 years, and so I've been around that scene a little bit. But obviously, uh, you know, Becca and I, we, we used to say, or we say now, we were, the best parents we ever were were when we didn't have kids. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> I think that was true for and all of us. You have kids, and it's like, this is way different than I thought, so... Yeah, absolutely. Betty Phillison, where, where are you at in this parenting journey? I've been parenting for a long time. Now, that does what I've learned is it doesn't make you an expert. Um, the longer you parent, just the more opportunity you have to learn things. My oldest um, is in her late 30s, and my youngest are 19. Absolutely. So, and then we have eight grandchildren and another on the way. So we've just got that next generation coming in. That's yeah. great. That's great. And I've got three kids. Um, my oldest is in uh, mid to late 20s. I'm trying to figure out the actual age, but she's going to kill me when she listens to this. I'm not really sure, but I love her anyway. And then uh, my son, Jake, is three years younger than her. And then my son, Will's five years younger. And so I could actually probably tally that up because he's 18. So Jake would be 23. And Vanessa's 26. Vanessa, that's www.blameme. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, if her mom was here, she'd have the dates and in the days and all that. For me, I just I just love them for who they are. Well yes. said. <laughs> and, and I have two grandkids. I got a granddaughter who's three and then a grandson who's one. And, you know, any grandparents out there, shout out. You know, we talk about parenting. Grandparenting is a whole different thing. Well, that'd be a fun podcast because be basically podcast. it's called Have Fun and Then 
they parent. Send them home. Yeah, they mm-hmm. parent. Or Give just them keep them. Sugar. I, I there keep you go. them. There you go. Yeah. Keep them up past their bedtime. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potato yeah. chips. Don't follow the rules. Well, bedtime? That's right. I always put them to bed at bedtime because <laughs> I'm afraid that they're going to be listening. So not my grandkids, my kids. But anyway, let's let's jump into this a little bit. And Brian, you, you really said something that I think is true for all of us parents. We were really good parents before we had kids. You know, I can remember sitting back and saying things like, when I have a kid, I wouldn't put up with that. And thinking that I had control all the time. Or I won't do that. And then all of a sudden you have a child and you find yourself doing something, you know, and going, oh, now I know why they did that. Or, oh, now I know when a kid takes a fit in the middle of the store, you got to do something, but you can't do what you thought you were going to do. You know, you're not just going to be able to say to a two-year-old necessarily, you need to stop that. And then go, oh, well, thanks, dad. I just didn't think about that. And so, you know, you were, we were all better parents before we became parents. And so unwrap that a little bit. Like, what was what was the most shocking part of parenting? I'm assuming, Brian, you, you have one, so it'll definitely be the one for you. But for, I'm guessing for all of us, it happened pretty early. Well, I think just it was even as, as like recently as this past weekend, we were sitting around the dinner table and we were having, uh, you know, delicious dinner. And Becca, she just said to me, she goes, isn't it crazy? Like, we're the ones responsible for raising him, like. How does this even work? And uh, so I think for me, like being in student ministry for so long before we actually had Charlie, we got to spend, you know, two hours a week out of the 168 with all these kids. And, you know, we, we saw all these different things. And and uh, at that time, it was like, yeah, you know, like we're, we're spiritually mentors and this is great. And parenting doesn't seem that hard. Um, but then all of a sudden you, you have the responsibility, the sole responsibility. Now it's a village. I get it. But I mean, I mean, you're in charge of everything. And uh, like you said, Craig, there's so many things that we were like, he's never going to have sugar before he turns 10. <laughs> and it's like, how many donuts did he have today? Two or three? Um, so, so the things that you thought were super important, um, maybe they aren't as important. But man, they, I think that the biggest one that we've really come to grasp with is even at four, he's just watching everything. Yes. Everything that we do, every word we say. Uh, you know, how I interact with Becca, how I, you know, talk about a frustration that I'm having, how I'm dialoguing about my day. He's just at that age where he's a sponge. And, and so I think for me, like that, that's how I'm living my life. Like it's, he's beginning to reflect that, you know, yes. at, at four, cause he's not out in the world yet. And so I'm, I'm at him and Becca and obviously his little circle around them. So that was, that's been surprising and yet fun at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, Betty? You know, I would agree with everything Brian said. I think you said it so well. So what would I add to that? I think I would add to it, it's never ending. And so even my older children, um, I'm still their parent. I still think about them. I still worry for them. I still pray for them. I still engage in conversations with them. And we're still learning. You know, and so it's it's a never ending learning, growing process. And so I remember when, you know, they were first born thinking, okay, 18, that's your year, right? And then, nope, it's not 18. It's beyond that and it's beyond that and it's beyond the next one. So um, and and it's great, you know, even as they get older and have their own families in their own lives to be able to participate in that part is amazing. It's a great opportunity. So. You know, it's interesting for me, um, it was right away, uh, Brian, you alluded to it, just the responsibility hit me pretty hard as I was as I was holding my first child. And of course, each one, you still reinforce this, this amazing responsibility of raising this child. 
But then uh, with my first, especially, you know, we went out to to put her in the car seat to drive home and, you know, they checked to make sure you did it right. And so we were hoping we would pass so we could actually go home and driving home. You know, I think I went like 20 under, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it was driving really slow. You know, someone I thought cut me off, which really didn't. I mean, they were probably a mile down the road and swerved in front of me. And I, I thought, you know, how dare you do that? I have my child in the car. And I was laughing just this past weekend. Um, my youngest came back from college and he had heard uh, his mom say something about, you know, when you're driving back from school, it's about an eight-hour drive, you know, it makes her a little nervous. And he was just shocked. You know, he thought, I'm 18. I'm an adult. And, you know, the reality of it is that 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 protective nature of parenting doesn't ever go, doesn't ever go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just there. Um, and so not that you have to live in fear. I mean, I think the scripture is really clear we don't have to do that. But certainly, I think most of us as parents understand that the, the anxiousness that we have to give over to the Lord sometimes with our kids, you know, we want to make decisions for them if we could, you know, because we've made the mistakes. We, 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 have, we have something that they don't have. And, and, you know, as your kids get older, they have an increasing ability to have it. But, but we have more life experience. We, we can we we can look back and we have much more to look back upon than they do, especially when they're younger. And so it's, it's an interesting challenge in parenting is is navigating through all those things. And you know, I think as a, as they get older, you start parenting by permission. Uh, you know, and and you know, if they're not asking my opinion, um, you know, especially they're adults now, I've got to sit back and and sort of bite my tongue a little bit on that. Unlike my father, who apparently never really learned that habit. He, he just really just sort of said what he was going to say. So, But, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's, there's, a, there's a verse. As a matter of fact, I looked up in Scripture. I, I, I printed off 11 pages on parenting from the Bible. So, you know, it's interesting. Now, all of them varying degrees of, uh, of, of um, directly speaking to parenting. Uh, some of them was just talking about being a parent or a child type of thing. But here's one that, that a lot of people will be familiar with, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And, and for me, one of the most important things for me as a parent was when I realized the book of Proverbs are not promises. They're observations. So, you know, I, I've, you know, you train them up in the way they should go, and more than not, they won't depart from it. But the reality of it is, it doesn't mean they, they won't. God's not saying this is a promise, this is an observation, but the responsibility for us isn't whether they'll depart or not. We pray, but they won't. Our responsibility is train up a child in the way he should go or she should go. So how, how do we, as especially we're talking about Christian parents in a culture, dare I say, that, uh, that many times is against what we're trying to teach. How do we how do we train them up in the way they should go? What's that look like in the, in the context in which we live? And maybe your journey is a little different, you know, as far as when you came to Christ and how that looks now, whatever. So help me out in that. Let's let's go around. Um, Betty, start us out. What what's that look like? What has that looked like for you? Yeah, I think um, there's a humility in that. You know, train a child up in the way that they should go, and there's um, an opportunity for honest conversation and an opportunity for digging in to some of the areas that um, that we desire for our kids to head in a certain direction. And um, one of the things uh, I had talked to some of my family about this, and I knew this podcast was coming up, and so I just asked them some questions. And they said, um, they said, allow other people to be involved 
in your kids' lives, you know, um, small group leaders, those kind of things. And then they also said, which I just thought was um, really good advice. If there's some things you really want your kids to understand and know, don't leave it to other people. I'm not saying it shouldn't be involved in the church and in those people that you love around them. But if there's something you want them to know and understand, be sure to tell them, you know, be sure to make a point to teach them yourself. And then and then that's the hardest thing about parenting. Some of it's out of your control. What they choose to do with that information, you example it, you follow it, you guide them in it. And then we have to leave it in God's hands to continue in that. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Brian? Well, I just so just the stage of life I'm in, right? Uh, my son's really into different movies and stuff, uh, you know, like all kids are. But and we try to limit that uh, certainly. But he's back into Toy Story again, and he has all the characters for toys, and he's able to recreate like these entire sequences from memory and dialogue. I mean, it's almost word for word, action plot for action plot, and. You, you sit back and you wonder, like, man, at four, how, did, how can he do this? And again, I, I think it's just he's been immersed in the movie a couple times and he's replicating it. And I think for us as parents, we have an opportunity to surround our kids with how we handle daily struggles, how we handle the we, – we don't have to shy away from those things or even just conflict within the home and outside of the home. And, and again, kids are watching all that. And so if they see mom and dad handling those things in a way that – God would want us to do that. You know, it, I think it really instills in these kids, you know, just evidence for, for what you're saying, you know what I mean? And, and so I think, yeah, I think just there's living that constantly and uh, not leaving it to the responsibility of the local church to instill these things in the kids, but recognizing the local church is really supporting parents and what they're doing, the hard job, you know, the other 166 hours of the week. And uh, it can be really tough, but just, yeah, at all times and all moments, use them, you know, you can, you can do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 is just one of those um, passages that, that really speaks to what you were talking about, Brian, as far as, you know, as we're going and doing things, right? And, and, and of course it reads, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently. Uh, to be your to your children, and, and shall talk to them, and and as they sit in your house, and when you walk on the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, and this idea that that you're parenting as you go. So sometimes there's those intentional talks, but the other thing is, Lord, give me wisdom as we're going throughout today to to take advantage of the moments and be mindful that they are watching. So you're teaching whether you realize it or not. You're instructing whether you realize it or not, and I, I think tying into that is the reality that I know I'm not a perfect parent. It's not like I'm not trying to be, but I'm not. I make mistakes. And and there's just been times where I've had to go to them and apologize. You know, you know, I spoke too harsh. You know, I spoke harsh words or or uh, I disciplined the wrong child. Uh, you know, that happens sometimes. Or, you know, to be honest with you, I lost my temper and and I had to come to them and say, look, that wasn't okay. You know, daddy was wrong when he when he did that, or dad was wrong when he got older. And, and so I want to, you know, I want to be honest about those things. Uh, my, I think of my youngest, he was driving and he had done something that, um, it's his story to tell, uh, but he had done something with a car. Uh, you guys may be able to fill in the blanks. And uh, he, he said to me, he said, Dad, thank you for handling it so well. And I said, no, 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 you need to thank your brother and sister. Uh, because I'm not sure I would have handled it as well with them. But, you know, you know, you have your first and your second. He's our third, you know, and there's years between the first and the last. 
And, and so, um, you know, over time I've grown. I've grown as a person. I've grown as a Christ follower. Um, you know, there's times where I think, you know, I wish I I was parenting now, except I'm older and glad I'm not parenting now as far as younger kids. And But, uh, but I've learned so much about what it means to have that Christ-like character and a mo- little more balance in what discipline would look like. Um, however, on the other hand, maybe I would parent today like a grandparent, and that's different. You know, I found that's it's very, very different. I, my rule with my grandkids is as long as it doesn't hurt them, it's probably okay. That's not good parenting. I mean, that's not good parenting. It's good grandparenting maybe, but it's not good parenting. And it's not good grandparenting. I mean, God forbid if I was having to take the responsibility as a parent, then that's a whole different grandparenting right there. Uh, and I'm very thankful I don't have to do that, so I get to grandparent. Um, but yeah, there's just that reality. I just want to encourage some people out there that maybe you're sitting here and going, man, I I, I haven't been perfect. Or maybe your kids are even older and you realize that you weren't, a, you weren't the parent that you wish you could be. I think just acknowledging that to them is powerful and realizing that today's today. What happened yesterday, you can't do anything about, but today's today and you can do something about today. So, Betty, if... Yeah, I think you bring up an amazing point. And uh, when you apologize to your kids or you talk to them about an incident that didn't go as well as you had hoped it would, you kind of show them some of your own vulnerability there, you give them permission to do that. You know, how many kids think, well, I have to be perfect or I have to do this and then just as a parent, maybe have to leave it behind because I can't possibly do that. We need to be honest with our kids and open with our kids at an appropriate age. Because it gives them permission to do the same in their life and to give them permission to learn and make mistakes and grow and do all of those things, too. So I very much appreciate that. No, we're not perfect. When I had my um, twins, my last set of twins, I remember um, thinking, I got this. I've done this before. Even with twins, I've done this before. And then they're born and I'm like, I don't got this. You know, so, um, yeah. That's good. Ephesians 6, 4, you know, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And and I was looking, I was looking at that verse, and I thought to myself, you know, I'd like to be liked, and I like my children liking me, and I certainly don't want to provoke them to anger. Um, and that word provoking to anger means I'm doing something wrong to make them angry. But at the end of the day, and let's discuss this for a little bit. You know, my call by God is not to be their best friend, and, and that means sometimes I'm going to do things that aren't going to make them happy. Like, you know, grounding them, taking something away, you know. And, of course, we're doing that for their own good, but they don't see it. It's like I said, you know, I've often said about my parents, you know, my parents believed in spanking. And so if you if you don't believe in it, I didn't as a kid either. And and you can go to BlameMe.org and, and write all you want about that. But 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 I, I say that, you know, the discipline that they had in my life now as an adult, I'm so thankful that they disciplined me. They never abused me. They disciplined me. And, uh, you know, and so however your discipline looks, you know, Scripture talks about God disciplines those he loves. And as a parent, we discipline those we love. But certainly it doesn't make a child happy when we do, you know. And it's not until years later that I went back to my parents and said, thank you for the times that you disciplined me and, and, and helped create me into the man I am. Uh, but, you know, talk about that a little bit. Because I can remember the first time I really, really had to sort of discipline my daughter she was probably three. She had hit a friend of mine right in the face, slapped him hard. And she was being goofy, but she had to say she was sorry. And she would not say she was sorry. 
And so we would go to the room and talk and come back out. And the whole everyone who was there was pleading with me, let her, let her go, let her go. You know, don't do this. You, my friend, don't do this. But I had to, right? I had to. I had to let her know. It's, it was so important. She said she was sorry. And I thought for sure that was it. She would never love me again. I mean, she was my first, right? And I remember that night when I came back from from an event, and there she was awake, and she, she said, Daddy, you're home. She was all excited. She had already forgotten about it, and here I was all night really thinking about me, and, you know, what's this going to mean, you know? Now, obviously, I had disciplined her before, but that was a serious time of real discipline, and she was a pretty compliant child, so that was, that was the first time I was like, oh, my goodness, she's not going to say she's sorry. I thought this was going to be easier. So talk to me about that. I mean, it, it's not fun. To have to discipline your kids. If it's fun for you to discipline your kids, you may want to pray. But uh, but it's not fun, but but it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And you you I had written this down, but you know, you kind of stole it from me, which is fine. But uh parenting, you know, we're not their best friends. That's that's not who we are. And as I remember vividly the moment Charlie was born in this world, and he'll be turning five this fall, and and time is just flying. By the way, that's hard to believe. I just it is hard to believe. And so, you know, our, our job as parents is we are to, we're preparing them for the eventual time when they leave our households. And uh, like Betty had already said, you know, parenting never ends, but it's different at that point. And you've already alluded to that, Craig, you know, you're on this weird state of grandparenting and it's different than parenting. And um, so we're, we're trying to help them become the best God creation thems they can be and, and to discover their talents and treasures, and yet how to, to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, strength, and yet how to love their neighbor as themselves. And so it's just all these different things. So, yeah, disciplining is never fun, but I think if you just remember that, you know, the discipline, you know, it's calculated because you're trying to help them to get to that point. If they're 18 and they're punching people in the face, yes. it's not good. You yes, go to, you and it's to, more than I'm sorry at that you point. You get arrested for that. Yeah. Uh, at three, it's, it's cute, and it's like, oh, but, but still, it's yeah. not okay. And uh, Becca and I, we, we uh, you know, we have not yet spanked Charlie, um, but we do a lot of just verbal uh, conversations and every child is unique and different. And, and so sometimes we just give him some time to cool down. Um, and then we do just let him know, you know, because he has definitely, uh, you know, laid hands on me before <laughs> or hit me back. In prayer? Uh, yeah, in prayer, you know. <laughs> and uh, But he's just figuring, you know, and, and that's part of, like, not overreacting as a parent, too, and understanding those phases of life. I think for me that was just modeled really well. And for Becca, she comes from a family of, of 10 kids, and she got to see all this, and she had already 18 nieces and nephews. So she had a lot of experience I didn't. So watching Becca parent has really helped me. But just recognizing that, you know, Charlie, it, you know, he's, he doesn't know yet that hitting someone in the face is not okay, but he needs to be instructed. And then when it does it again, be reminded. And then there are consequences. You know, maybe he loses out on a toy or it's, uh, you know, we were going to do this, but we're not going to do that now um, type deal. So, yeah, it's just in all, and taking those moments, Craig, and like you said, you know, not letting them go and then uh, helping them to see what they did was wrong, correcting, and then letting them know, man, I, you know, you are still insanely loved by me. I value you. You're the best. I love you so much. Um because that's what a parent does. That's what God does for yes. us. You know? I, th- I think for me, time out was the worst punishment ever. Yeah. Like, you know, having to go and just sit and not be able to talk and not be able to do anything. To me, that that still would be punishment for me. <laughs> On most days. Sometimes maybe I would enjoy it more than I would like sure. to admit. But no, I, it, it was, you know, it, there's, there's, and I think that's part of it too, that there's great models. And I think that's one of the things that, that helped Kristen and myself. I mean, our parents were good models. We, we came from from good, loving homes. That helps a ton, by the way. It sure does. Um, but we, we still looked around for other models. How, how are those who we respected in the faith 
and we watched them with their kids and respected the way they were parenting, how can we learn from them? And, and how can we even ask them questions? I, I've, I've in every stage had people who I felt comfortable enough to go up and say, hey, have you ever dealt with something like this? How did, how did you deal with that? And had them speak into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a collective wisdom. Um, that can be tapped into, and, and, and you know, it's not innate. We, we like we've each said, you know, here's this child. What do we do with them, right? And, and the scripture has a lot of things to teach us, but so do others have a lot to teach us about what it means to parent and and how to how to pour into that child. And so I've appreciated many many people who have been open to having those conversations with me over the years. You know, one of the things that you said. Uh, Brian, is consequences. And I think that it's important that we allow our children to experience the consequences. So often we want to take them away and we want to protect them and we want to save them from something they did at school or something they did in the life of another, even as they get older. But taking those consequences away doesn't teach them. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important. And then, you know, I have six children in our family and they're different. So the discipline is different. I can't say that it's the same for every single one because there are different ways that each child learns and listens. And it took me a while to understand and accept that. I have to throw this out there because you're, you're, you're six children, right? Mm-hmm. So you're double me. <laughs> and so I just, I just want to make sure, and, and for Brian to hear with the one. It, 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 okay, so each child, things became less severe. Now, I don't mean in the discipline. I mean like when Vanessa, my oldest, when she ate dirt, I thought it was going to kill her. Um, Jake, when he ate dirt, I thought that's a little disgusting. When Will ate dirt, I thought it'll pass. You know, he's my youngest, you know? And, and so I have found, I don't know, and maybe you're fine just, Brian, just because of experience, five years, you know? Um, man, there's this, you major on the majors, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and some of the things that I thought were major, as time went on, that, that's a story with Will, right? When he said, thank you for handling this so well. I said, no, thank you your, your sister and your brother, um, because you learn, you, you, you learn. grow as a parent. And so have you found that true with your kids? And Yeah, my kids have, uh, all of them have this uh, group text that they do, and they've included us in it. And um, they're always talking about, how do you get away with that? How can you do that? The I younger ones? That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the older ones are complaining because the younger ones get to do something. Or we helped a younger one to buy a car, but we weren't able at the time in our finances sure. and just the way we were when we were younger to help the older one get a car. So um, some of those conversations take place all the time, but in, in fun. Absolutely. You know, I think they have. Um, I'll tell you, the thing that brings me the most joy with my kids is when they get together without me. It's like I can step back and know that my kids enjoy each other. Now, they, it's not that they don't have disagreements and struggle with different things, but they get together and I don't have to be in the middle of it. They're doing it anyways. And that that really makes me happy. Yeah, I could understand that. Definitely could understand that. So, Brian, you, you have one at five years old. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that too? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, each of my kids, I've, I've sort of learned, nah, it wasn't as serious as I thought it was. Uh, I remember the first time he bumped his head. I like ran for the first aid kit. Yes. And now he goes and gets his own ice pack, you know, and, and holds it on his own head. <laughs> um, but That's so cute. But I think, uh, you know, and I, I had already, maybe I already said this, but I'm just a very reactionary person. And, and I think in, in a lot of ways, like just being a, a pastor, like you kind of live in that way. Your, your yeah. job is very reactionary, right? And so um, I react quickly and I make quick decisions. And like just the other day, we have a we have a wood-burning fireplace at home and I was getting it going and, and I was – you know, blowing some air into it to kind of fuel the fire a little bit. And then I close the door and then 
about a minute later, I look over and, and I see Charlie spitting all over the front of the, the wood stove. And I'm like, Charlie, stop spitting on that. And Becca's like, he, he's just doing what you just did. He saw you blowing on it and now he's doing it, but he just can't because he, you know, so it's splattering everywhere. And so for me, I'm like, I just love that I have Becca as a counterpart because she's helping me so much to just slow down. And, you know, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He just saw me doing something. He was trying to do it himself. So I don't know if that answers your question. But I'm, I'm trying to not be so reactionary as a parent and to recognize like, why did he just do what he just did? Maybe he doesn't know any better. Or, I mean, we told him a hundred times, don't put stuff in the outlets. Maybe he's just doing it because he doesn't know that it gives him good shock. I don't know. But no, I think there's a lot of wisdom there. I think there's a lot of wisdom there in any relationship, right? We, we If we just take in our own mind, well, that should be common sense. Mm-hmm. It's not common sense until it is. And, and so I, I think there's there's a lot to learn, and not just in parenting, but in relationships in general, uh, to to talk about communicating, you yeah. know, and and ask the questions. You know, you know, what, Charlie, what what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I'm blowing like you are, and you're thinking, well, not nearly like I was, <laughs> yeah. but you but you start to see those things, and, and you know, you remind me of something. I, I just want to give a shout out today to all the single parents. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you were talking about the fact that you know each of us here have have uh, spouses who who are are co um, I, was, I don't know what the word would be co parents uh, partners in crime sometimes maybe but uh, all of the above yeah yeah and 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 for you single parents out there I just want to let you know you know I was a student pastor for years lead pastor now for years and and I just my heart for you um, is is this big I appreciate what you do. Uh, I know um, how difficult it can be having a partner who's parenting with me, and uh, I can't imagine, I'm being honest with you, not having that. And yeah. so I just want to say I appreciate what you do because uh, you're doing, in many ways, double duty. And um, our prayers are with you, and, and we're here. In fact, in the next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what does it really look like to parent in context of the church? And so I'm excited about that. I hope you're, you'll be able to tune in to that one. Uh, it'll be the next podcast. And I'm just excited about what we're, what we're going to be heading into in our next discussion. Brian and Betty, thank you so much for, for being a part of this one. And you'll be hearing from them uh, next week as well. Remember to check out crosswinds.church. Uh, that's where you find out all things Crosswinds. And by the way, that's an actual um, website. If you go to the other one, it may be an actual website, but whatever's there, I am not accountable for. I was I'm just t- thinking that. Like, I yeah, really yeah. Hope I'm just telling you right now. There. If you go, to, what is it? What was the what I told don't them? Blame me, don't blame me. Don't blame me. Org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. I, I don't look it up. Do not look it up. But do look up Crosswinds Church. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.